Teen Time Presents Podcast On Demand. Log on to podcast.rthk.org.hk. Teen Time Podcast On Demand. Welcome back to the Teen Time Science Blog. I'm Neil Chase. Converting thoughts into speech is something that the brain does perfectly. But how possible would it be for a machine to do the same thing? The idea of a mind-reading machine has been around for years, but now is one step closer after scientists managed to translate brain signals into speech for the first time. Bioengineers at Utah University in the United States attached 16 tiny sensors to the surface of the brain of a patient who spoke 10 simple words, which were then recorded by computer. After that, the patient simply thought of the words, and the computer then recognized them and spoke them for him. The primary use for this type of thoughts-to-speech device would be for those people who are paralyzed and not able to speak at all, however, think normally. At the moment, many patients like this are only able to communicate by blinking their eyes or with slight muscle movement. So, any way to actually speak directly from the brain would be a huge improvement in allowing them to lead more normal lives. Meanwhile, turning from the human brain to the brains of insects and the brains of cockroaches might actually be very helpful to us. Normally, we'd want to banish the bugs from our apartments, but new research from Britain's University of Nottingham suggests that brain tissues extracted from certain insects, like cockroaches and locusts, have a powerful antibiotic quality and could become really useful in battling diseases. Those tissues in bug brains could be used to engineer new kinds of antibiotics that would be effective in treating infections that are currently resistant to conventional drugs. As I mentioned before on the science blog, new antibiotics to treat diseases that have become immune to treatment are hard to find, and so these cockroach brain molecules could be really useful. For those people who have suffered kidney failure or had diseased kidneys, the only option is for a replacement kidney or regular dialysis, many times per week. There are long waiting lists for replacement kidneys from donors, which means that some patients will never receive them. So, what about a mechanical kidney? Scientists in California have just unveiled a new artificial kidney prototype, and although currently bigger than a person, they'd hope that miniaturization could eventually shrink the device down to the size of a coffee cup. In simple terms, the kidney is a filter which removes waste from the bloodstream. But engineering a small, portable artificial kidney has proven particularly difficult. Hopefully, though, this new development will make that and the lives of all kidney patients in future a lot easier. Keeping cool in the summer and warm in the winter is one of the biggest uses of electricity around the world. Yet there is always waste heat from other applications. So why can't we use that? Well, the Paris Metro system, their MTR, is experimenting with a system that uses the body heat from passengers using a nearby metro station to heat apartments in a building above. 
The system uses the heat emitted by the passengers waiting for trains plus from the trains themselves and then funnels that to heat exchangers that push warm air through the residential building's pipes. Unfortunately, this system couldn't work everywhere as the cost of changing the infrastructure wouldn't be worthwhile. But in this particular Paris metro station, it should help 17 apartments cut their heating bills and carbon emissions by about one-third. So that is some benefit. There's a lot to send up into orbit before the US space shuttle fleet is retired sometime next year. One of the most exciting pieces of equipment set to go to the International Space Station is an antimatter detector. It's a huge 7-ton spectrometer that has been built in Europe but will be sent into space from the Kennedy Space Center in Florida. At the moment, we don't know for sure if antimatter actually exists. It should do in theory, but in practice, we haven't found any yet. By searching outside the protective shell of the Earth's atmosphere, researchers hope to find proof of antimatter and dark matter, or reasons why it is not there. Many scientists believe that the Big Bang created matter and antimatter in equal amounts, meaning that there could be an identical universe to ours out there made entirely of antimatter. However, whether there is another Teen Times science blog in a parallel antimatter universe is an even bigger question. I'm Neil Chase, and that's it for the all-terrestrial, all-matter science blog for this week. Read it back again on the Teen Time website, and I'll see you next week with more. Teen Time presents Podcast On Demand. Log on to podcast.rthk.org.hk. Teen Time, Podcast On Demand.